And it was frustrating. I mean, like I said, I felt like I was doing the right things and not only not seeing no progress, but like I was gaining a double digits every year. Welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girly, or a combination of all three like myself, sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity and systems and being better every day, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your everyday. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig in to today's episode. Welcome back to the Being Better Every Day podcast. For those of you on video, we are back within my spare bedroom slash office that I use for my corporate job. And as you will see in the background, I always have my partner in crime who literally is never six feet away from me, my dog Harley, who's ready to go for a nap. So hopefully he behaves during this episode. So today we are going to talk about something deeply personal to me. And we are going to talk about being better every day in health. And no, I'm not talking about the next shiny fad diet or the next big workout program that is about to drop. I am talking about the inner work of being both mentally and physically strong. I will share the journey and steps I've taken over the last four years to get me to the stage I am at life today and why I'm so passionate about this topic. By the end, I hope you will be able to see why I chose the functional medicine path and what it takes in the form of commitment. One of the things I wanted to reiterate before we dive in is this is a conversation between friends. I'm not a medical professional. I am not giving advice. I'm merely sharing my experience and hopes that it informs you about something you can may or may not have done or have dove into personally in the past, but I've been curious about. Secondly, I will be talking about things that are unique to us girls. So if you are a man listening to this, you have been warned. Finally, with all things being better every day, life isn't a straight line. It has its ups and downs, roadblocks, and curves, and my health journey has all its twists and turns as well. We are all unique, our stories are all unique, and my hope is that by sharing mine, it helps you see that you are not alone if you've been struggling with your mental or physical health. First thing first. In order to understand why I'm so passionate about my current journey, I think it's important for you to understand how lost I felt over the last four years. If you have listened to episode one, you have heard some of this, but my 30s have been four years of growth and it also happens to coincide with having my daughter. I had my daughter and a month later I turned 30. Prior to my 30s, I struggled with body image like what seems like every young girl throughout high school, college, and beyond. I grew up not just wanting to be skinny, but needing to be skinny. It was the one thing I could control if I wasn't the best at everything else. I would look in the mirror and see my flaws while one of my closest friends in my late 20s called me a waif. At the time, I thought she was nuts, but now looking back, I can't believe how different I look now than before my daughter. I grew up needing to be perfect and worthy and something I am still deeply working on that, trust me, comes up in therapy all the time. So after I had my daughter, at the time I was an active beach body coach, now called a body partner. I had a great and easy pregnancy overall and began working out after four to six weeks postpartum. I had gained my strength back and lost 35 of the 45 pounds that I had gained within nine months. Now, okay, something I learned after postpartum that 
I wish I would have known. And so for those of you who may be listening to this and are pregnant or haven't had a kid yet, um, it is super important to understand pelvic floor health and something I had no idea. And it's something I still struggle with because of that. So if you are somebody who, like I said, is pregnant, haven't had their kid yet, I had a great pregnancy. I had a great postpartum, but I have had so many issues in my back because I didn't understand deep core strength and pelvic floor work. If you are somebody, like I said, who's in that stage of life, don't ignore this. Message me on Instagram. I'll give you a good, a couple of people I love following that have been super helpful in the journey, like now, later, but I wish I would have really focused on it that first nine months. Anyway, during that time, the first nine months after postpartum, I exclusively pumped and generally loved the ease of it. At nine months, it was time to stop due to a couple factors we don't need to get into, but <laughs> including work, travel, ramping up. And it's just not super fun if you've done it to have to travel for work and pump and bring things through security. Again, I was flying for work. I still fly for work. Not the funnest thing being a working mom in that factor. So I felt good. I still wanted to lose the last 10 pounds, but... I had the mindset after the nine months postpartum that I got this. Like I said, I lost 35 of the 45 pounds. Things were going well. I felt strong. Um, And that was November, December of 2019. Now, the next couple of years, as I describe things, it may not be in the exact right order because honestly, I can't remember when I tried things and when I didn't, but I tried a lot of things over the next three years. So in 2020, we all know the world shut down. My husband and I didn't have daycare besides uh, one day a week where a mom friend watched our daughter. So we juggled my husband's business while also having me work full time. I kept up my eating habits and working out at the same time um, after stopping pumping. I had basically didn't change anything minus the extra calories I was consuming for pumping. From October 2019 to October 2020, I gained 10 pounds. In 2020, I checked it up to stress and started implementing small things to relax, whether it was walks or bubble baths. I thought, just a little tweak here and there and I'll be fine. I also started working and learning about living in sync with my cycle with my friend Joelle. So my cycles came like clockwork and had no symptoms, which was great. Flipped to 2021 and I had gained another 10 pounds and then I gained 15 pounds in 2022. Mind you, all while on and off, tracking my nutrition and working out on average five days a week with not only no movement, but gaining weight. And yes, muscle weighs more than fat. And I was up pant sizes, clothes didn't fit me no longer. And my body had just changed. And it was frustrating. I mean, like I said, I felt like I was doing the right things and not only not seeing no progress, but like I was gaining a double digits every year. By 2023, I had gained almost all of my baby weight back. And by September of this year, I now weighed 45 pounds more than I did prior to having my daughter. And I felt like it was no end in sight. Like I just kept gaining and gaining and gaining. Throughout those years, I can't remember, like I said, in what order I did things, but I felt like I was throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what stuck. So I did Whole30. I tried paleo. I tried keto. I tried doing just yoga and Pilates for two months to see if that would help, you know, my stress and that that would fix it. I researched adrenal fatigue, but didn't understand what to do next. I got a Dutch test done and noticed some levels were off, including my oxidative stress being off the charts, but it still felt like I didn't have a path. I hired a coach to help me work on my self-worth and feeling not good enough. I tried therapy and hypnotherapy. I tracked my nutrition and then I tracked via, or not tracked, but I did intuitive eating 
And it just felt like my body was rebelling. I didn't care what I tried and it wasn't going to listen. The other thing I'll say is it often felt like I was trying what everyone else said to do. And I didn't actually know if it was going to help me or not. And I was just being hopeful. In a lot of ways, I feel like I barely survived the last couple of winters. I constantly got sick. I was anxious all the time about my daughter getting sick, and I always had bad seasonal depression. Before I get into my details of my current therapy and functional medicine journey, there's a couple of things I want to mention about my experiences that I feel like are helpful. So one, understand the different types of therapists and support you may be looking for. The first two therapists I tried were Talkspace, which happens to be free through my employer, which is great, and a therapist through my EAP provider in which I got 10 free sessions, again, through work. And honestly, for me, I was super disappointed in both. Both felt like a fake friend on the other end who really didn't understand me and just provided a blank, take a deep breath and try meditation help. And it just wasn't enough. I also felt like one provider was talking down to me. I don't know if it was like age or whatever, but it was just kind of like, ah, you're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not. Panic attacks are not normal. (sighs) I actually loved hypnotherapy in general. I did... I don't know, three to six six sessions in 2022. And I actually loved it. However, you have to fully relax into your subconscious. And that was hard for me. So I couldn't get consistent results. And that's why I stopped because I didn't want to pay for something if I couldn't get the results. One of the biggest blessings that came out of me gaining the weight, though, in the last four years was it forced me to love myself regardless of my weight. I was forced to accept who I am, what I look like, and that I am more than a pant size. Yes, I still do hate some photos of myself right now, and mostly because I don't feel like it's really me. But I'm proud of the progress I've made of loving my body regardless of the stage that I'm in. I mean, it's weird to say now that I swear I love my body more, 45 pounds more, than I did when I was pre-baby. Because I think it really just shows you you can love yourself regardless of your size, And for me now, it's so much more about health than weight. But obviously, I'm mentioning weight because I think it helps give you the story of where I've come from and where I am right now. Fourth thing. So we've talked about, one, understand the type of therapist you're looking for. Two, I did love hypnotherapy. Three, I've gained respect for my body. Four, when you're working with a functional medicine provider, make sure there is a clear support and path and a deep education so that you feel like you're going to make progress. When I started and tried to go the cheaper route, I didn't get the support that I thought I would if I had just gone with my gut and gone with a more established provider from the start. If I would have done that, I could be years ahead of where I am now. So do your research, make sure they have a path, make sure they have accountability and make sure that they're like, for me, I'm now working with an advanced nurse practitioner. So she can, you know, subscribe things. She can run full gamut of tests, not just like example, not just the Dutch test, which is helpful. And five, I also know that this isn't accessible for everyone, what I'm going to talk about today. Therapy and functional medicine practitioners are out of network for me, which means I, it comes 100% out of pocket. Technically, right, I can submit that for reimbursement, but my out-of-pocket deductible or out-of-network deductible is $12,000. So I'm not going to hit my deductible, right? I wish it, it was accessible for everyone, and I know that it's not. Life is full of financial priorities and decisions, so if you can find a way to prioritize it, I am 100% recommending going this path if you want to dive deeper into your health. I know I'm interrupting this episode, but I promise it's for a good reason. Can you believe we are in the fourth quarter of 2023? 
That means it's time to get your first ever dated Better Every Day Planner. The fall drop includes the all-new Brain Dump Planner Pad, as well as functional and cute stickers to make any planner stand out. So if you want your life as organized as a home edit pantry and as peaceful as a night with the kids staying at grandma's, then head to pwplanners.com shop now. Have questions? Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm only a DM away. So why now? Why? What forced me to make this decision now? At the beginning of the summer, I had a friend and I, and we were messaging back and forth and we said, okay, we're going to both prioritize our health this summer. We're going to get results and we're going to track our nutrition. Nutrition. So I was going to cut out sweets and track my nutrition, prioritize protein, get my veggies in. And I would say, you know, they say nutrition is 80% of the work, right? So I truly thought if I just, I just thought I wasn't working hard enough, right? I was cheating my nutrition. So in the summer of 2023, I did just that. I tracked my nutrition more. I felt like I was doing the right things. I pushed myself more in workouts and just ate overall better. Guess what? the scale went up again and I was super frustrated and defeated. And that was kind of my like, okay, I've been trying for years and nothing is working and something is off. I was more tired. I felt like I, you know, just wasn't myself. So I had been following this functional medicine practice called Minneapolis Integrative Medicine on Instagram for years. And I finally said, fuck it. I'm booking and seeing if there's truly something going on underneath. I 100% a hundred percent thought it was just going to be stress and anxiety. And that like, even though I don't feel, and I tell people this all the time, I don't feel stressed on an everyday basis, but I do have a lot on my plate. And so it could just be like hiding. Right. So I committed to spending the money on my health. And so I've met with a advanced nurse nurse practitioner. I'm going to just reference it as NP. So advanced nurse practitioner NP knowing this wouldn't be covered in my network with my insurance and doing it anyway. My first appointment as and it was an hour and a half long, and it was a comprehensive discussion with the NP about my health history, my family's health history, what I ate, if I worked out, what my concerns were, and what my goals were, basically everything under the sun. I think one of the funniest things or weirdest things was, so I literally just sat across the table and had a conversation with her, and then she had a digital scribe. So she had somebody on video taking notes for the session so that the NP could just focus on me, which was really nice. From there, she ordered a myriad of tests as all my symptoms were general and she really wanted to figure out what was going on. So I had increased anxiety and depression. I had unexplained weight gain. I was fatigued. I had a short cycle. I had a gut of what I thought might be off, but she really wanted to like understand the full picture, which is the point of functional medicine providers. So my first round of testing, we tested for a common autoimmune diseases because I actually run in my family. My family has multiple. My iron, because I've been low since I was 16, a full thyroid panel, hormones, and what like, it felt like a bunch of other stuff. I don't really know what the tests were called. When I got my test results back, I was pleasantly surprised that yes, they found something. So I wasn't nuts, but it didn't look like there was a ton off. And here's where the experience gets unique for me. When you get your test results, there's always a range of what is considered normal. And the way she described it, it was super helpful and not something that I had seen from other doctors when I've gotten test results back in the past. She described to me within what each of the ranges were, 
and then what actually was optimal for somebody my age. The key here is that ranges are typically the ranges of an average American. But I'm not here spending four figures on testing and appointments to be average. I want to do what I can to be in optimal health because, let's face it, the average American isn't healthy. On a recent episode of the podcast on health by Aviva Ram, she had an MD on who specializes in inflammation in the body. It's episode 232 on understanding hidden inflammation. If you want to listen, it is a little bit longer, but I love the episode and reiterated why I'm doing what I'm doing. But she shared a statistic that I wholeheartedly believe in, and it is one of my personal motivators, that 80 to 90% of all chronic Western diseases are preventable, like diabetes, heart disease, and even dementia, all by reducing the inflammation in your body. Why is that important? Because this is something that isn't going to be tested for in your annual checkup. It's about taking a deeper look inside your body to see how it's all connected and how one thing will impact another. I didn't want to treat the symptom. I wanted to treat the root cause. So without going into too much detail about the numbers, I am okay sharing what my test results came back with. Based on the tests, (laughs) I am now treating the following. Adrenal fatigue, (laughs) which means there's low amounts of certain hormones, which make it hard for my body to handle stress, low iron and anemia, which I kind of expected, Hashimoto's, which was new to me, but it's basically like hypothyroidism. um, And it's one of the major factors that's causing my weight gain. Again, hidden inflammation, low progesterone, also causing my weight gain, um, as well as other symptoms that I have. Increased A1C number, that's out of the optimal range. I am not pre-diabetic, but I am at a number that would indicate blood sugar resistance. I have low vitamin D, not surprising based on the fact that we live in Minnesota. This is one that basically all Midwesterners are low on. And malabsorption of key nutrients, which is a gut-related issue. So during that second appointment, we went over my labs. And like I said, literally only one number was out of the normal range. And then she went through and was like, no, this is all off out of optimal range because this is really where you should be at 34. And it felt like a lot, but it also confirmed that it wasn't just my habits causing me to fail, feel the way that I felt, right? It wasn't just me eating like crap that had caused me to gain 45 pounds. It was really, truly things that were happening underneath. There was a lot of underlying factors that needed to be addressed. And I wanted to address them as naturally as possible and not just medicate the symptom but get to the root cause. So I'm not going to go fully into the specifics of what I'm taking because in this process, the biggest thing this has taught me anything is that you need to know your numbers and your path, not my path. Again, going back to the prior three years, like I had seen other people go through the process and they had talked about what they were taking and were like, well, maybe I need that. But it never gave me any commitment because I didn't know if I truly needed it. By getting my own numbers, it really taught me to commit to my own health, my own unique path, and know that it is right for me. Side note, on the thyroid test. And this is something that, again, the difference between going to your primary care provider and a functional medicine doctor. I actually went to my primary care provider in October of 2022 requesting a thyroid test as well as anxiety meds because I was trying to figure out what was wrong. And she was just giving me the like, eat less, exercise more. They did run the thyroid test, but they ran the test of just the top line TSH number. And that actually came back normal. That is still technically normal for me, but they didn't run the full panel of thyroid. And I didn't know that that was a thing, right? I just assumed 
when you run a thyroid test, you're going to run the full panel. But with primary care providers, they typically only run the high level number, not the underlying components that make up the thyroid number. And my antibody number was so out of range. It's supposed to be under 60. And I was at 3000. And this could have been caught a year ago if they had believed me and just ran the full test. That antibody number is what's showing the inflammation in my body and that it's attacking my thyroid, making it not able to work. There's more mechanics in that that was explained to me, but whatever, high level. Again, this is why it's important for me to be able to spend the time with somebody who will listen and get my body back on the right path and not just dismiss me and saying that I was just eating bad. So overall, the action plan consisted of one anti-inflammatory prescription for 90 days. So I do have one prescription um, that will lower my thyroid antibodies as well as a number of supplements specific to my results. Again, difference here is like my numbers were bad enough from a thyroid antibody perspective that they could have just put me on thyroid meds. But when you get on thyroid meds, it's a permanent life function. And by doing it via anti-inflammatory, it's something that I can get my antibodies down, continue to support my body, and I won't have to go on thyroid meds, right? That's the difference as going between medicating versus finding a more natural supplemental path that'll get me to a point where I don't have to go on the meds right now. Other supplements that are specific to my results are things like vitamin D, K2, B-complex, magnesium, and others. Again, those are going to be kind of common um, for women in their 30s living in the Midwest. But now that I know that my body specifically needs them, it's a lot easier for me to commit to taking them. I take some supplements in the morning, some before meals, and some at night. The other thing I had to do for my thyroid is I'm also 100% dairy-free and gluten-free for the next three months as a way to support not only my thyroid, but my A1C numbers. I have also had to get iron infusions, um, which went well, besides the annoying side effect that my cycle came a week earlier than expected. But I will be getting two rounds of iron infusions. Again, I've been low on iron since I was 16. I've taken supplements on and off. It's never moved the needle. So the functional, the, the nurse practitioner was just like, nope. We're doing an infusion. And honestly, it was kind of nice to just sit there and read a book for half an hour <laughs> while I had an uh, iron going into my body. So the path is to stay dairy-free and gluten-free and maintain my supplements regimens for the next three months and then recheck my major numbers that were off to see progress. It won't all be reversed in three months because, well, these things take time, but I want to and need to see progress. Like I'm finally listening to my body and it's telling me what to do. I have already seen some small wins in, on this path. So in the first 10 days, I was down seven pounds. And as of the time of recording this, I'm down nine and a half pounds. Now, some of that is going to be cycle-related based on timing. But I mean, it's already from a like, I don't know, like you don't realize how inflamed your body is until you aren't. And then it's like, oh, there's a big difference. So it's definitely a step in the right direction. At the same time that I was doing testing, Danny had also started to get sick again um, consistently because it's the weather change season in Minnesota. And it's just the reality of having little kids in daycare. So my everyday anxiety had started to creep up as well. I had said enough is enough. And through the help of my website, not my website, <laughs> the website, Psychology Today, I started searching for a provider that specialized in RRT or ART and EMDR. So again, RRT is rapid resolution therapy and EMDR, I don't know what it stands for, 
but they're both like technical technical treatments for therapy and they're more than just talk therapy being better and health isn't just about physical it's also mental because well it's all connected this is definitely something i've learned through this process i can't remove my anxiety just from therapy because i'm also in adrenal fatigue so i can't handle stress and anxiety but i also can't fully remove it from therapy because if i don't you know support my body physically it's not going to go away this is just part one because I have some work to do both mentally and physically. No matter how much money you make, no matter how strong you look on the outside, life can feel hard. Life can feel like you're running through mud only to feel like you fell into quicksand. But being better every day is about taking ownership in all areas of your life. It's about being brave and taking the next right step when it's not the common way of doing things. And, and certainly in my circle, functional medicine is not something that's common. It's about spending the money to find answers and prioritizing it when you have the means. Being better every day in health and finding answers and working with Minneapolis Integrative Health to take the next right step for me. Like I said, I'm also now doing regular therapy, which isn't cheap. It's something that I wish I could just go through my EAP, do the 10 free sessions and move on. But I know that based on my stress response to Danny's sickness, I need deep subconscious retraining so that my body forgets the physical reaction to the memory. And I'm only going to be able to do that through RRT and EMDR. So it's about taking ownership of, like, I want to be a better wife for my husband. I don't know why I like, hesitated on that. Um, I want to be a better wife for my husband and a better mom for my daughter. I want to teach her that it's okay to be vulnerable, but we need to do something about it. Today, I want you to know that if you've been feeling stuck in your physical or mental health, that there is a right next step. I hope by sharing my journey and how long it took me to get there, it showed you that it's never too late to take radical ownership of your health, of knowing what's truly going on on the inside and supporting your body in a way that you can be around for a long time, not just like around, but happy and healthy as much as possible. That This podcast may be focused on intentional productivity for busy moms, but it's also focused on being better every day in all aspects of life. I will report back this spring after I get my results from the 90-day window, so stay tuned. But until next time, here's to you taking your next right step. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Being Better Every Day podcast. To see any visuals, head over to my YouTube channel. Links, socials, and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes. I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive. If you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.